Hey, everybody. It's Ben, again from the future, dropping in at the top of the episode here to explain what this is. It is a re-release of an episode that we put out last March. The theme of that month was former Best Picture winners, but with the re-release of Titanic in 3D in 4K remastered HDR, some places with the high frame rate this weekend, I thought, hey, maybe some people will be looking for that episode. Why not make it easy for you and put it right at the top of the feed? So this episode is from about 11 months ago. So if we say something that is no longer true, well, I don't have a time machine. Sorry, can't fix it. The rest of the episode is going to play basically as it was that time. As you might know, if you listen a lot, I usually... Uh, with my guests talk a little bit at the beginning about stuff we've been watching lately, but I figure if you're coming to this re-release, you're just here for Titanic. So I'm cutting out everything but the Titanic stuff. And uh, I mean, we probably do something weird at the end too. I'm going to leave that in. Do we play a game? Who knows? I haven't listened to it again yet. I'm just going to cut out some stuff after I record this bit. All right. Well, hope you enjoy it. If you're going to see the movie, well, you're, uh, I don't know. You're a cool person. Uh, the if if you you want the too long didn't read if you don't want to listen to the whole hour and a half that's to come of this podcast, we all liked it a lot more than we remembered and thought after watching it for me at least. Hey, is this the best movie ever? <laughs> and uh, you know, I haven't rewatched it since then. I'm going to try and go see it again this weekend. Last time I saw it in theaters, I was six. So that's weird. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Hope you enjoy the episode. I'll catch you next week. On Monday, we'll have the Aliens episode coming out, continuing James Cameron month. Uh, after that, it'll be True Lies, and then we're going to finish it off. It might be Avatar 1. It might be Avatar 2 to transition into Oscars. I don't know. It might just be both of them. Who knows at this point? We'll see. Anyway, uh, any other scheduling stuff you hear on this episode is only accurate as of 11 months ago, so probably ignore it. Have fun. I'll, I'll save you guys from me just singing Celine Dion for a while. So. <laughs> um, um, I don't really know how to start the podcast yet, as you guys know, so we'll either just have a bunch of silence or... Welcome to Late to the Movies. My name is Ben Holt, and this is a podcast where my friends and I get to fill in our movie blind spots. Every week, we'll pick a movie that either I or a guest hasn't seen before, but really should have by now. This week, we're continuing our Oscar Best Picture winner month. I haven't come up with a snappier title. (laughs) With 1997's Titanic. My guests this week from left to right across your podcast dial, it's Kay. Hello. Sam. And Bree. Hi. And um, for context, Brie, you had kind of seen it before, just some clips, but maybe hadn't actually all the way seen it through before. Yeah, I was two when this movie came out, and I had like that double feature VHS of it, um, mm-hmm. and it always sat pretty on my shelf, but I don't think young me actually ever saw it, and so... Yeah, I I think that's uh, was a staple of uh, most households is the... Yes. You know, <laughs> however many cubic feet of VHS tapes that Titanic took off, <laughs> took up on your shelf. Oh yeah. That being said, we still only get a minute to do the recaps. Sam, whenever you're ready. Uh, all right. 60 seconds on the clock. Yes. All right. The RMS Titanic from the white star line launched from Southampton, UK in April 2nd, 
or no, I'm sorry, April 10th, 1912. Important to get that right, even with the time. And it was an Olympic-class ocean liner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, uh, with 2,200 people on board. Uh, going from all the way from the UK to New York, obviously, they had to go 36. through some icy, some icy waters. Uh, on the way, um, there was much. There was a much maligned um, uh, couple in the in of rich, of rich renown. Uh, and um, then the boat hit an iceberg, seconds. and fifteen hundred people died, including one half of the main two characters, and the other one survived and blooped a uh, thing into the ocean. Thank you. <laughs> All right, you did, you did it with about five seconds to spare. Nice, perfect. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jim Cameron, when selling this to Jim. Fox, yeah, he's my best friend, Jim. <laughs> J Cams, we'll be calling him Jimmy throughout. He got thanked as Jim in the Oscars quite a lot to the yeah. degree that seven-year-old me was like, "Who's this Jim guy that?" <laughs> Everyone yep. just keeps cheering for. Yeah. So James Cameron, when selling the movie to Fox, pitched it as Romeo and Juliet on the Titanic, the most famous doomed love story that anyone ever wrote about the most famous doomed structure anyone ever built. Um, and uh, they were like, I don't know. And he, said, and he just kept, was like, it's going to be fine. <laughs> uh, he eventually convinced 20th Century Fox to make this um, it went so far over budget, so far over time. They had to bring in Paramount, so two two different studios had to like both contribute <laughs> to make the money work. Uh, if the movie failed, Fox probably would have ceased operating. <laughs> and yeah, it didn't though. No, it no. certainly did not. It did not. Uh, we'll get into some reception stuff. Obviously, it's Oscar month, so we'll talk about its Oscar doings. But if you're for some reason, only listening to the first 20 minutes, you should know that this is tied for the most Oscar wins of all time at 11. It tied Ben-Hur, and then just a few years later was tied by Return of the King. That uh, record still stands today. And it was a record no longer standing, the most, the highest grossing film of all time for quite a while. It got passed by Avatar, and then Endgame passed Avatar. And then Avatar re-released and is one number one again. <laughs> oh my god! I'm pretty sure Avatar is currently number one. Re-releases should not count into that. Yeah, it's almost just like, like first release. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. Almost like that's the whole point why they re-release. Yeah, just yep. Yeah, it just keeps yeah. going back and forth. It just so. keeps swinging. <laughs> it just keeps swinging. It's something like that. But point being, James Cameron makes this movie, and then about ten years later, uh, makes another movie that becomes the first yeah. <laughs> and has made anything since. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Where do we... I, I'm just kind of talking contextually without getting too deep into it because I really don't know where to jump in. I mean, the pro- the production's a huge thing. I mean, the fact that, like, there's so many production notes that are fun. Like, I mean, they built a yeah. 17-million-gallon uh, tank to sink a real boat in to I, film this movie. I kept saying that out loud to Ben. Like, I kept, as I was watching like, it, why, going... Why does this, this look so good? Why? And I was like, this can't that. be CG. It can't be. Because mm-hmm. it, it just looks so real. And then it was... I kind of was Googling after, and I know I had looked this up probably previously in the past, right. but just... It is mind-boggling that they were like, yeah, no, we're going to build that. Yep. Put yeah. it in a huge tank and do it for real. Because yep. there's a clip that I had seen previously of the scene where the water starts rushing through like the dome and filling everything up and people are getting swept away and they're showing like the production crew all in full scuba gear, like wearing the scuba because like they kept getting like completely (laughs) like drowned as well, basically. And then yeah, the full panic that everyone has to exhibit. I'm like, that's not faked. 
No, that is, yeah. You're dealing with this water actually coming in and flooding the room that you are in. It's terrifying. Mm-hmm. So just the kind of actual practical nature of all of it is astonishing. Yeah. They couldn't yeah. have taken that many takes, right? Because like, I think you only got one, one shot. Yeah. You get um, one shot on a lot of them. That one especially flooding the grand staircase set was they got one shot at yeah, it. Yeah, I can't imagine. It, destru- it was a lot more destructive than they expected when they dropped however many tons of water <laughs> on the thing. Um, yeah, and there's, it's a mix of that. They do a lot of miniature work. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the green screens that they do use in the movie are then not it's not CGI that they put where the green screen is. It's miniatures that they shot. Um, yeah, this is kind of a good example of in the nineties before people got a little too over-reliant on CGI and they absolutely did everything practical that they could and then use CGI to kind of close the gap when they couldn't make it there. Um, a lot of the people actually were jumping off of the boat because they could make it go diagonally. Um, (laughs) But they had planned people to jump off, like, from the very top of it. And obviously, if, if you watch the movie, you can tell those are CG shots mm-hmm. yeah. where people come down and stuff because there was, like, some injuries even from before it got to full height. So they did that. But that that's kind of the example. They still had actual people jumping off of a boat that was the correct size yeah. into water with, like, a bunch of people swimming around and shit. Yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just insane. Yeah. <laughs> Another production note I loved was that James Cameron was kind of on like some kind of crane device the whole time with a megaphone and the crew, because James Cameron is a uh, famous perfectionist, were basically like saying like there is this essentially this madman in a crane that would <laughs> zoom in on your face with a megaphone to scream at you that like the lighting's wrong or like or whatever you're doing is the worst you know like <laughs> just like just a super villain surveying this giant disaster movie essentially yeah, yeah and, and, and additionally to the huge set that they built they actually did part of what James Cameron uh you know convinced the studio to do was they actually went to the Titanic and actually filmed it. Mm -hmm. And he and his brother invented underwater camera technology that could stand up to the immense, crazy amounts of pressure um, that deep under the Atlantic Ocean. And so I think the beginning shots and then some towards the end and stuff are actually filmed at the Titanic, (laughs) which is just insane. Um, I feel like I probably knew that at one point, but did not remember it because that is amazing. Yes. Oh, yeah. They went so hard. Interior stuff is more sets, and they didn't actually send a probe on there and have it start like pulling shit off the wall. That was. I guess they did bump into it accidentally a couple times. Yeah. They were mad about that. (laughs) But But that was one of my first notes of just. I literally wrote out, could you really just grab a safe out of a wreck, drag it up, cut it open, spray champagne on it, and then dig through it with your bare hands? (laughs) And then later on on the news, they say, people are calling him a grave robber. And I was like, okay, so people are concerned about this. Uh Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cameron. Paxton, just digging at stuff with his bare hands. Yeah, Cameron sort of, uh, as they were making the movie, heard that kind of criticism too. Like, that's kind of ghastly that you're making this story about this thing that happened. And, gotcha. You know, he he had thought that it had sort of been flattened into a morality tale and he wanted to make it people really feel, you know, the full weight of the tragedy and mm-hmm. stuff and the lack of safety and how unfair and screwed so many people were by, you know, man's hubris, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, 
that was even, and then I guess he actually went there and then came away like super emotional and stuff. And yeah, I, I was just I, like, oh my god, so many people died here. This is insane. I know um, we never met him, but um, James Cameron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, Ballard, the guy who actually discovered the Titanic, yes. but dad, our dad has. Um, he. Yeah came because uh, he worked out of Woods Hole, which is in Massachusetts, not too far, like down near the Cape. Um, and you, with the like the oceanography program there. So he would come and talk to some of the schools. Our dad, a science teacher, had asked him to come. So we actually have like um, a styrofoam cup that they would like, they have all, I don't know if they do it for like all the schools, but they had all the kids sign it and then bring it down in the submarine and it like shrunk. Yep. But, come back super tiny. Yeah. Cause of all the pressure. Um, but the whole point of me just saying that is that I know when dad was talking with like Dr. Ballard and he was kind of saying the same thing that it's just a little bit staggering. The, like the oh, size yeah. of it mm -hmm. itself, it's still kind of down there and just, it's crazy. So yeah, uh, one interesting thing I guess we can talk about is just um, how big a deal this movie was culturally. and It still is. I, I mean, it still is, but I remember like the dominant form of culture for, it was in theaters for over a year. There was um, a musical the next year or, or a year after on Broadway. And I remember as a kid just thinking like, oh, that makes sense. Like, yeah. it doesn't, you can't flip a musical that fast, you know, but like if that yeah. was just the time, like it's. But yeah, something I feel like there's parts of it that have become part of just kind of the cultural mm -hmm. lexicon without it even needing to be something you've seen. You right. know some of these lines. There's kids that I have in school that know these lines yeah. that mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever seen Titanic, but they know that I'm king of the world or you like you jump, I jump sort of like phrases and things mm -hmm. like that. Uh, paint me like one of your French girls <laughs> yeah. has become a meme. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It absolutely not played as a joke in this movie. But <laughs> yeah. Like. We'll, we'll circle back once we're talking about the performances, but that was their first day. Yep. They did yeah, that oh, Of course they did. Yeah. <laughs> um, they hadn't built the boat yet. They needed to do scenes they hadn't built the boat for. Yeah, right. Um, it was just like, I remember going to school and like talking about the Titanic and like wanting to know about the Titanic. Yeah. I was in third grade, fourth grade at the time. And we would just like, if we just had, you know, free time because our teachers had given up for the day or whatever, we'd just like <laughs> draw the Titanic or whatever. Yeah. It was just like. The, it was everywhere. It was like it was Leo Marvel. was yeah, everywhere. Yes. We like, started in It was like theaters. Marvel movies at the time, except yeah. it was yeah. just one movie, <laughs> a period piece about the Titanic. Yeah. But I was trying to think, we saw it in theaters that. and yeah. I would have been nine. Mm -hmm. And I was like thinking back, I'm like, this is not something I would normally bring a nine-year-old to, but it was such like That's a cultural. Yeah. 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 moment you did i watched it at home with my mom I, i'm pretty all yeah. my memories are like of, of my mom like me asking my mom questions you know like in her answering what, what are they doing in that car yeah <laughs> <laughs> well i actually if we i don't know if we want to go into it but I remember i was seven at the time this movie came out and like they're doing the painting thing and i asked my mom like if i could if i had to leave the room because like you know <laughs> I'm, I'm seven i understand i was a good little boy <laughs> <laughs> should i be censoring myself <laughs> Should I go? Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you let me know when this yeah. person. <laughs> those uh, the first boobs you ever yeah, saw. Yeah, those were the first boobs. <laughs> it was either that or airplane. Because um, yeah. my dad rented airplane for me when I was small and did, forgot that there was a scene where a naked woman runs on screen and then runs off. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, six at the time. We saw it in theaters. Our dad tells people that I like was trying. I was like pissing myself or something. <laughs> And I think that's just Your one of those. Dad, yeah, I think that's just one of those things that didn't happen, and like sounded funny, and just has become the official no, the story. The story is when 
all the water started rushing and you had to pee, so you were in the aisle jumping back and forth. That's the story. (laughs) And in my defense, that's two and a half hours into the movie. (laughs) And I was and I was six. (laughs) Um, So if that's true, I I I imagine perhaps told with a that idiot (laughs) kind of like vibe. So yes, I was six and I had been sitting in the dark for two and a half hours. Probably had drank a bunch of soda. Yeah, Yeah. I mean I. I freaked out at the end of Lion King when I was five because I th- was told that if you don't get out before the credits are over, they lock you in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> so my mom's trying to listen to the Elton John song. Who told you that? I don't remember. Just school was game it our jackets. dad? Yeah, it might have been your dad. Yeah, it was probably our dad. <laughs> so yeah, kids in movie theaters are stupid. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um... But yeah, good movie. Uh. <laughs> we were near the end of the movie and I was like, you know, there are stories of that people would see it 10, 20 times because it was yeah. girls that were there to see Leo. It's like, do you think they just leave the minute they hit the iceberg? <laughs> like, do you, do you think they stick? Because I, I know there's a lot of Rose Jack, Jack, Rose, Rose Jack, like going on later in that movie. And there's more love stuff going on yeah. in that movie. But you figure everything you're there for, for like a teenage girl swoon fest is done around yeah. two hours into that movie. <laughs> Yeah. And it is just palpably sad and chaotic after that. Yeah. I had forgotten the like feeling. I don't think I'd watched this since high school. And I feel like it was probably on purpose because it's co- that low level. Like as soon as they hit the iceberg, that anxious feeling that you oh, get, yeah. it, it was like so bad that I told Ben, I didn't even realize, but I'd stood up and was just standing in front of the TV oh. watching it. Cause I was just like, I need to move. I need to pace. I need mm-hmm. to like be, yeah out of my seat because I was just like all like unconsciously like, oh God, oh, oh yeah. God, oh God, oh God, oh God. There was there was definitely a base level of anxiety once the iceberg hit and it just kept getting worse and worse. And I'm just like, yeah. I I don't know if I can finish the this. ramp up. Of there's yeah. there's um, a few minutes there that are just like, you know, this kind of, uh, I don't want to call it like a magic trick or whatever, but just this feeling of, you know, what's happening mm-hmm. and only like, a few people on the ship do and yeah. they're not telling people enough. <laughs> I don't remember like Victor Garber that clearly when I did it, watched it earlier, but like I felt like heartbroken for him yeah. because he was like, the, I feel like the only one for a little while that was like, you have to get on a lifeboat. Yeah. You have to get on a lifeboat. And just like the look of shock on his face that like everyone's like drinking brandy and like yeah. And the mom's like, oh, I want tea back in my room. Yes. Already. Like, get the heater running. Sending yeah. her maids yeah. back. But yeah, I mean, it's it, the uh, the the sadness, the near my God to the sadness. Oh my montage. God. <laughs> uh, I was bawling. Like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. Crying. that's yeah. exactly where I started crying. Yeah, I've seen this movie. I have seen the end of this movie specifically a bunch of times because it's on TV here and there. I wouldn't say oh, it's yeah. on TV a ton, but mm-hmm. it's on TV here and there. Not anymore. It used to be on and, a lot. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's like you obviously just the way that catching movies on TV work, you catch mm-hmm. them near the end more. And also knowing how I work, I was much more likely to be like, ooh, kind of action-y movie more than I have. Act two of this movie is not for me. I'm not saying it was badly done. It's just not for me mm-hmm. at all. So it's like if I'm catching act three and the boat's going down, maybe I would watch it. Um, <laughs> But like uh, specifically for for one part that we can maybe get to later. Um, but so yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we can get into. It, but big picture is structurally, this movie is kind of amazing. So we're saying it's three hours and fourteen minutes long. Sounds like a lot. Doesn't drag. Not really. <laughs> no. It's almost split right down the middle with uh, I think just like the boat. Yeah, just like the boat. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> 
So that was the really bow quick. part that of was the good. movie, the bow part of the movie, you're setting up, you're setting up all the characters, and you have like about an hour and a half of just sort of this kind of class drama, Romeo and Juliet thing going on. And uh, even though there's obviously you know issues happening and stuff, you still have some moments of just like. Some of the most joyous scenes ever put on film, I guess. Yeah. Oh, that and part with the the dancing. Yeah, the dancing really. It's just it's just incredible. Like, I don't know. It's it's almost like shorthand filmmaking that James Cameron does sometimes, where it's just like, sure, it's cheesy. The characters are maybe a little bit too broad, but it all works. I don't know what it is. Yeah. It just all freaking works. And to um, so the poop deck uh, yes. part of the uh, yeah, movie. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. It, it's all very zippy. But you have that like hour and a half of just kind of a normal drama to set up all these characters that are about to go through yep. some of the most insane action movie filmmaking ever put yep. like ever committed to film. It's insane after that. And you actually care when they can have that nearer my God to the montage. Yeah. And it's going to a bunch of characters, some of whom only had one line, some of whom didn't have any lines before that, but yep. you still like, I've seen them around. I know who they are. Mm -hmm. Um, the two, the elderly couple that are on the bed, that's supposed to be the Strausses who mm. at the time owned Macy's and, um, they supposedly inspired the, if you jump, I jump thing, because in real life, that woman was offered a seat on a lifeboat and she basically said, well, you know, if my husband's going to die, I'm going to die too. Yeah. You know, if you jump, I jump. Um, and so, yeah, just how it structurally sets everything up and it takes its time doing that. And, uh. I don't know. It's a long movie. I don't know what you'd cut out of it. It's great. And then you'd have all that action and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, we should mention uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet are in this movie. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> we haven't yet. And, They're also uh, babies. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think he was like, he was Just 21. Like 21. Oh, okay. I and she he was turned 20. 18. Um, because yeah. like It's tough. So he was 21 when he was cast, but this movie took a really long time. To yeah. Play. So I'm not sure what he was in 97. But because um, he was in Romeo and Juliet the year before mm -hmm. this came out, please Romeo plus Juliet. <laughs> Romeo plus, MTV's Romeo plus Juliet. Correct. Yes. It, <laughs> Which is a masterpiece in its own. But yes, <laughs> it really I, is. I agree. That's that's you know. Basel. I'm really pushing for Ben to do like a cult classics one, and I was like, oh, we should do Romeo plus Juliet. And Romeo that. plus Ju uh, Juliet, and there's then there's that um oh that witch movie um. Oh, what was it called? Oh, the cult. The cult. Uh, no, yeah. wait, no, it's not the cult. Um, the craft. The craft. The craft. Sorry, yeah. apologies to the craft. Because <laughs> that movie was not good, no. but it's definitely a cult favorite yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yes. Yeah, sorry. The, the, Tangent. Yeah. To one of the one thing that I loved about the actors is you have kind of like this weird situation where Kate Winslet. Neither one of them are super known, but Leonardo DiCaprio was much more known. He had yeah. been in Growing Pains. He had been yeah. in What's Eating Gilbert. I was going to say, nominated. What's Eating Gilbert Great. Yes. Um, but uh, the, neither were like movie stars. They were just names in Hollywood in a pre-internet era where people weren't as smart about, you know, like these kinds of things. Kate Winslet is like pining James Cameron to cast her in this movie, literally sending him roses, like a rose from your rose, you know, like dumb stuff, and finally gets her cast. Um, and then she, you know, flips this into becoming a phenomenal actress, mm -hmm. you know, doing like, you know, all kinds of Academy Award. How, I don't know. How many award wins does she have? I don't remember offhand, but I know she has at least one, I believe. Yeah. And but like, you know, a bunch of nominations. And then you have Leo on the other side who doesn't want to be 
like is almost fighting this heartthrob thing. He wants to be a serious actor, and they have the famous line or the famous argument. I forget the actual words that were used or what James Cameron said, yeah. but he. Essentially, Leonardo DiCaprio doesn't want to play this character like a heartthrob, like a boy in love. He wants to play this character dark. And James Cameron's basically like, I'm not going to give you a tick or make you be dark or whatever you want to do. You're going to play this character like... Yeah, I'm not going to give you like, a limp and... Exactly. Like, yeah. You know, whatever the <laughs> Speech impediment or whatever. Yeah, you're going to play this character like a heartthrob. You know, you're going to be in love with this girl and it's going to be sad. Like, let's, mm -hmm. let's go make a billion dollars. <laughs> yes. Two billion dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And yes. it works. And they so, both have huge, hugely successful careers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Two of the absolute signature people of Hollywood movies for the next until now mm -hmm. for continuing. Yeah. Um, this is no offense to her. I'm just really bad with names. But what was the last thing that Kate Winslow was in? <laughs> Most Mayor recent? Town? What was it? Yeah, yeah. She, Mayor of Easttown? I don't think I know we that movie. We haven't seen that. Yet. So it's a mini, miniseries, miniseries on HBO. Oh, miniseries, yeah. She won She won a bunch of stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. You should probably watch that then. Yeah, I... Oh, wait, I think you have. I was going to say, we have, uh, I have friends that saw that, that thought that was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's on the eternal Definitely list. Definitely more drama. <laughs> it's like a murder mystery mm -hmm. type thing, right? Yeah. Yep. So already at this point, she had, um, been, yeah, in, in some stuff, but was so, so young, obviously. Yeah. And this is a breakout and they're both A-listers forever, just on the strength of this movie. Yeah. You know, it's just, oh God. It's yeah, really when we were talking about it, I don't think I'd realized how much stuff kind of got ad-libbed. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it is just, you can't really, once shit starts going wrong, you can't really script a lot of what right. they were doing because one, they only had one shot at it, so they just had to roll with it. But even before that, there were certain scenes where there wasn't a set, like, you're saying this, you have to do this, you have to act like this. It was kind of, what would your character do? Mm -hmm. um, and Ben was telling me earlier, there's like a few specific scenes where, like um, Billy. Zane, Billy Zane, Billy Zane. just kind of was just left to his own devices for a lot of it, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of forgot the the scene where Billy Zane grabs the gun from Lovejoy. Oh Is it Lovejoy oh, yeah. though? Me like too. Handler, and like literally just starts chasing them, shooting <laughs> yeah. them. Like well, I, he's gonna stop them. There's no, it's anarchy on the exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's martial law. Yeah, way. I mean it's the like the best part with them breaking the door and the yeah. crew member being like, "Hey, you need to pay for that. That's White Star property." Shut up. Oh yeah. my god, that was so funny. The boat's halfway underwater. Like, <laughs> oh man, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about some of the other cast members because we'll mostly focus on Leo and Kate throughout it. Um, you know. They're just the movie's so freaking huge. I'm just thinking of <laughs> saying Leo and Kate out loud. Like that was a thing, you know. It's mm. that's enough to go by to know what they're talking about. Like in Love Actually, when yeah. Liam Neeson is like, "Oh, let's go watch Leo and Kate." And they throw yeah. Anyway, um, Billy Zane, Victor Garber, all really freaking good in this movie. Bernard Hill, who's the captain, who's also in Lord of the Rings. Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates Kathy is Bates. really I good love in, this Kathy movie. Bates in this movie. And uh, I want to talk about a little bit about Gloria Stewart, who we mentioned Bill Paxton in the frame story in modern day. They're looking for the heart of the ocean, that diamond. And uh, she calls up and is like, oh, I'm, I'm this person in the photo that you showed. Well, the drawing that you showed on TV, showing my boobs to the whole. Yeah, those boobs are my boobs. Those are mine. What is that? I was quite dish. a dish. Yeah. yeah, I was quite a dish. Um, so she, so she goes there, and the frame story is her telling this uh, tale to everyone. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, the casting's incredible. You can totally see Kate Winslet becoming that lady. Oh, yeah. for sure. In, you know, 80 years. It was very well cast. Yeah. And um, I like the, sorry to interrupt, but I really like that she showed up with all those bags and trunks <laughs> and her goldfish. Yeah. And then the like mirror scene of her showing up to get on the Titanic. And it's mm-hmm. like, there's 12 trunks here. There's more yep. in the other car. And I was like, oh, okay, she's always traveled like this. <laughs> She yeah, she's always traveling. <laughs> she's she I guess just kind of restarted her life at the age of seventeen or whatever, but yep. still is yeah. Because they showed all those pictures at the end of her like going on a plane, like a yeah. Yeah. horseback riding. So like she just continued talk life. About yeah. Doing. yeah, it's it's a, a truly one of one of the great endings. <laughs> I mean, other than the bloop, yeah. I don't I don't appreciate. The bloop. <laughs> if you wanted to get rid of it, cash it in for the 20 mil and like give it to your family. Uh, it belongs like. to the ocean because somebody named it that. <laughs> no, it's just this is where Titanic sank. She's this is her yeah. first chance to put it back in there. It's definitely oh. the most poetic thing you can think of. It yeah. just seems so arbitrary. She's also to me. She doesn't need the money. She doesn't yeah. she, give, she has a granddaughter. <laughs> her granddaughter <laughs> maybe would have appreciated yeah, it. That's true. That's true. It's like you can get rid of it if you want, but do it like the practical way. Yeah. If it was in nineteen twelve more valuable than the Hope Diamond before it became a famous lost diamond, yep. it's probably very expensive. Yep. Yeah, I think I think nah, at she made the, the right time call. of that would, would have been twenty mil. But then that guy in the Oops I Did It Again video went found it, I guess. <laughs> yep. Um, oh my god. Now I'm gonna explain that one. You either get it or you don't. Um, <laughs> oh, you shouldn't have. Um <laughs> I I was looking up the the quote of like you should listen to your friend Billy Zane he's a cool dude from Zoolander um, yeah so Gloria Stewart is just throwing a million miles an hour in all her scenes yep. she's so freaking good they had wanted like a golden age error actress she was in her eighties and then they put on makeup so she looks like she's a hundred and one or whatever she's supposed to be uh, she's so good oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and James Cameron had never heard of her, right? Like yeah. James Cameron wanted a big name, and like she had started in things yeah. like the '40s, I believe, and the '30s, but like, or was like the number one, like, uh, like lead actress in like a movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, you're not going to get, like that. He, you know, Catherine Hepburn in that role or something like oh, that. She's very good. Oh, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she was so good. You're right, though. Like, yeah, you were saying you could really picture Rose growing into her like that sort of attitude of where she's like it was 85 years ago and he's like oh it's okay if you don't really remember and she's like do you want me to hear do you want to hear the story or not like yeah. shut up same attitude she's like shut shut up Catherine Hepburn wasn't dead yet she was dead in 2003 yeah. I'm sorry she's still alive for six more years at that point sorry to the estate of Catherine Hepburn <laughs> yes. yeah yeah it's, it's been 84 years that that gif that anyone posts online yeah. anytime a yeah. thing's taken more than five minutes um but yeah and and just seeing it like so much of the movie that you just see as clips, as gifs, as memes, um, the context for that isn't. She's not saying it's been a long time. She's saying, like, let me finish my story, Bill Paxton. Yeah, <laughs> it's been eighty four years, but I remember it. I like can still smell this. the fresh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's so good. Just a great flourish right back. Just like production or like right. you know cinematography yeah. wise. Uh, yeah, I literally like said I was like wow. The part where it's she's crazy. looking at it is the underwater scenes, and then she can start to hear the music of the yeah. band yep. playing. I was like, "Oh, well done!" And they start like flashing in between, and then it fully goes yep. to the boat as it everyone's loading onto it. And yeah, yeah. And I was expecting because at the time, like you know, you know, obviously I know Titanic. I'm aware of all the crazy James James Cameron obsessive attention to detail and realism stuff. But in my mind, I'm like, "Oh, it's gonna like it's gonna kind of look goofy." 
And then it transitions from the shot of the bow of the Titanic underwater to it just in real life with people getting on. It was like, wait, those are real people. Yeah. That boat, that boat is there. Yeah, real boat. Um, and yeah, it's just because it, it mostly was. They built a good chunk of it. Yeah, and people were actually loading onto it and stuff. I and mean, I, I was telling Ben as I was watching that scene, it's the first time I was just like, well, there are no safety regulations. People just everywhere. Yep. There's ropes. Yep. Someone's bringing a car on. There's a guy just hanging off the side of it. Yeah, which I mean is a large part of why things went horribly wrong and they bring that point up many a time mm-hmm. and it is why there are better safety regulations now but yeah. i am a I fairly mean, literally, right? nervous person on a boat mm-hmm. i've been on since the last time i'd seen this it w- i've now been on a cruise at some point mm-hmm. i've been on two in my life but they were both post the last time i'd seen this so i feel like watching this again there's so many things like I feel like both of the cruise ships I've been on have like a grand staircase. And I'm like, there's no reason for a staircase on this boat. But I think it's kind of like a callback mm-hmm. to sort of the like grand ocean liners of this era yeah. and things like that, which is weird that it's still kind of what it is. Right. I think people expect it. They want to pass. They do. They absolutely that, do. Like, meet me at the clock on the staircase. <laughs> yeah. And they have like the like the grand like where you're going to get dinner and it's mm-hmm. all fancy and you sit down and I'm like, I just I'm in my shorts and my flip flops. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> with a with a pina colada in your hand. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I got bottomless mimosas for days. Cruises <laughs> have up. changed uh, so much. It yeah. used to be like Soon. this fancy like suit and tie attire. Now it's yeah. people in like Hawaiian shirts with, and bikinis. Oh my God. That one at line best. that like at stuck best. with me when he when he's telling them to put on their um, life vest and get on board and he's like, I recommend a top hat and tails. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's cold out. I recommend a top hat and tails. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that staircase I should call out in the Parasite episode that we did a couple weeks ago. As you're listening to this, not necessarily as we're recording, um, we were talking about good stair movies because I said Parasite is an excellent stairs movie. A lot of stairs. <laughs> a lot of um, and uh, Ray, who was on that episode, she mentioned Titanic is a great stairs movie. And, I, mm. and then I, we were all mad at her for spoiling that there's stairs in this movie. <laughs> um, but she was right. This is a great stairs movie. Yeah. So many good scenes that obviously, iconically, a word that I've mentioned I use too much before, mm-hmm. but on this episode, probably can't use it enough because there are literally iconic scenes mm-hmm. in this movie mm-hmm. um how the movie ends with her imagining maybe in her dreams maybe as she's dying depending on who you ask of her going into the grand staircase and leo there waiting for her and stuff and everyone clapping clapping uh great movie i was gonna say um in that like the very beginning scene um or it's not the very beginning but when they're like loading onto the ship um, I just want to bring back this very horrible line um, <laughs> where Rose compares the Titanic to a slave ship and that she is being oh, yeah. brought back yeah. to America. Uh, I there's almost mul- got up and left. There's multiple jokes about <laughs> slavery in this yeah. movie. But like she is but there's a rich... also a slavery reference in Batman Begins. So <laughs> but she's like this rich white girl yeah. comparing herself to slaves being brought over for slavery. I was like, this is an awful take. Yeah. <laughs> like, I get your misery and your situation, but don't compare yourself to well, a she's, slave. She's 101. That's that's yeah. one of those things that, you know, like Bill Paxton and the fat guy with the beard are just kind of like, Ooh, we can't say anything. She's old. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes you're talking to elderly people and that's, well, it's true to life. One of them would say something like that. And you're like, yes. Grandma, we can't say, we can't compare ourselves to slaves anymore. <laughs> 
<laughs> we had one of the best pauses of all time too because oh, no. we were pa- like we were pausing the movie right after the line uh where the all the like all the like upper class like moms if you will were all like gossiping together and then one of them's like ah oh, here comes this that vulgar brown woman and brie being cuban did not really know like like, I don't know if you had even known that her character's name was Molly Brown I think or I not. forgot that her last name was Brown, and I yeah. only heard so that and didn't just see the song yeah, title. They, they right had introed like, her before, but... Like, yeah, they, like, like, I, grabbed, yeah. I grabbed the mic to pause it and just, like, paused it right as that line was delivered with no context. And she was just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because she hadn't popped up on screen yet. I don't or, think I remember, I remember that I her last name was Brown. I don't know if her Brown. name had been. Yeah, we were... It's a it, big it, movie. She had been introduced before that. Yeah. There's just a lot of characters. yeah. <laughs> there, there's a really fun thing that they do when she's like, and among the rich guests on the ship, and she's oh, yeah. talking about J- John Jacob Astor, and uh, and then she says Molly Brown, who my mom recalled, uh, who my mom would call New Money, money. and as she yeah. says that, the mom is mouthing New Money, and yeah. it like matches up, mm-hmm. like oh, that's just a fun flourish that yeah. they thought, probably fun. thought of at the time, like oh, we gotta add that, yeah. But yes, yeah, I don't think she had had like a, she might not have had a scene yet, but it was Maybe. just like. There's yeah. a voiceover <laughs> introducing her as, you know, and her mom calling her new money. Yeah, her husband was like an oil tycoon, they say. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Cool but, lady. Real real lady. Yeah, real, real lady. Yeah. And it also said, like, she had to be forced into a boat. And they kind of touched on that of, like, she kept, like, pushing other people on and, like, getting them on. And they eventually did. And then she was, like, they did say that she tried to get the other lifeboat to go back mm-hmm. and was refused. So. Yeah. She, she like... Took over a lifeboat, right? That's yeah, she did. She ended up like taking over an oar and trying to like mm. do it herself. But good, good, good lady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then there's uh, so then there's Alan Parrish's dad from Jumanji. Oh my god, <laughs> whose name escapes me at the moment, unfortunately. No, that was. I was, couldn't figure out mustache why I kept man. picturing him with a bigger mustache. <laughs> I know he's got a mustache because here, he's, he's the bag. And he's then I also... picked it out. I was like Jumanji. He's the guy from Jumanji. Yep, he's, Picture he's, him with a big hat and a really big mustache. He's also the hunter guy. Yeah, he's, he, he, does, he double duties in Jumanji, which I don't think a lot of people know. I think people think those are two different actors a lot of times. He's got such a big mustache. <laughs> big mustache. Um, to go back to uh, really quick to the whole like vulgar brown lady thing, was there <laughs> a single drop of melanin in this movie? Oh, that's actually they a all good were thing to bring white. Up. I don't think uh, there was even an extra. That do we was count Fabrizio for being <laughs> Italian? At the time, no, they, Italians are white. I was gonna say at the time, I was oh, I was, I was gonna say Irish people, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it would have been in considered. 1912. They go, you know, yeah, that's like, like time wise, yeah. like maybe Italian would have not been yeah. white, quote unquote. But no, also yeah. not definitely ide- not not ideal. But like when they're running through the the third class passengers, there are some clearly like. I don't know Not what. Not American. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, there was one. Wasn't there point. one? Um, there was family who was trying to. Yeah, yeah. they were like they a trying to translate the like Indian or something. Yeah. Like that. I, yeah. I, I think that might have been the only. I was like, yeah. I wasn't sure yeah, if they probably. were like Egyptian or yeah. if it was yeah. Moroccan or. That's that. true. Yeah, I think that might have been the only the only POC in that movie. I think definitely all the ship employees. They're all white. All the rich people on. They're all white. It's. It's a very white movie about white people making bad choices. <laughs> like even like if you wanted to keep like the the 1912 like part of it where they're on the ship, but like you could have at least had like some characters in the present day. Like, we, <laughs> like yeah, yes, somebody, yeah, somebody. very true. Well, there's a Russian guy. <laughs> that's about Not as great for crazy now. as they get. <laughs> And then that's like the actual guy who invented the submersible that's there. Mm. Oh, okay. Um, when they're like 
popping the champagne and there's yeah. a guy and mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's Anatoly. That guy's name is actually that. Uh, speaking of clawing through, Brie, you had a good point that the um, the kind of like the symbolism of him. Oh, I do, yeah. So um, they show when they when they recover the safe, um, they show um, love it like kind of just like clawing through everything. There's just a bunch of sludge and stuff until he recovers like the actual drawing and they recover the drawing. Um, and then I'm like, oh, that's like kind of dumb, like whatever. Like, how does this drawing survive all this? Um, and then later on in the movie, they open the safe back in the flashback, and all that sludge turns out to be like money. So it's like, so the money didn't survive, but the drawing did. And I'm like, you son of a bitch, that's so good. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is really good. Yeah, <laughs> really, really yeah, good. yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of things that are just simple. It's yeah, and just, it's little, just like, little symbols. Yeah. And I- it the, just works. The staircases, <laughs> I feel like, are often used. But like, you know, like people are on oh, yeah. a pedestal on the staircase mm-hmm. for certain scenes, and sometimes yeah. they're below. And then, depending on like the mood or the situation, they're in different. Like, it's like a upper hand or like an upper class thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. like Leo looking up at Kate Winslet mm-hmm. a lot. Oh, good staircase, but yeah, the first yeah. time he sees her. <laughs> yeah, first time he sees her, she's a deck up. And yeah, they're like, hey, you no way, dude. Don't even. Yeah, don't even try. Um, and they were right. He shouldn't have. <laughs> yeah. I do I do just love how little like you get the stuff like uh I don't remember the word for nothing in Italian, but you have his but he says it like at the beginning in the poker um in the poker it's like what do you have? It's like niete or something yeah, like yeah, that. And then uh, like later I think he was like uh we have niete time or something <laughs> like that. It was funny and we were I was I watched it yesterday, then Kay was watching it earlier today. And as uh, it's after after Tommy gets shot and Fabrizio gets his, if that's his name, I think it is, yeah. um, puts on his life jacket and he's like swimming away from the boat. And Kay goes, does he make it? He's like, hold on. <laughs> I literally like, said it about a minute before he got smooshed. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no. I was very upset about it. And, uh, and we can get into this part of things, but like freezing slash drowning to death. Mm. I'll take the smokestack to the dome. Yeah, honestly. I said to her, like the the, the yeah. guy that gets Screw like it. the guy that gets electrocuted trying to like yeah. keep the power yeah. on. Fine, I, she was because like your just visceral reaction was like oh you know because it's a brutal way to die. Yeah. But I was like yeah I'll take that. But it's quick, <laughs> like, yeah, it's fucking quick, right definitely. Now. Yeah, half, I'd half rather a second that. he was done. Mitch like Mitchum shoots himself in the head. I'd be like, can we get that gun back up here, please? Like I gotta get out of here. Because otherwise you're just standing <laughs> so, there <laughs> panicking for two and a half hours. Yeah, it's just like okay, it's gonna be this for two and a half hours. You're not gonna let me on one of these boats. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not I'm like I'm not enough of an asshole that I'm gonna try and jump on one of them yeah. and like maybe flip it. So uh the big guy who goes off the best, which I do want to talk about now, perhaps the best scene in the entire movie is yeah. the pu- propeller guy. I literally covered my eyes. I you was can't. like I was like watching it and I was like, I remember yeah. <laughs> That's I, what I was thinking about when I was the reading. Noise is like, just a little too goofy. Yeah. Well, they planned for all of those to be practical. I was like, they planned for that to be practical. <laughs> they should have. That guy actually died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was supposed to clear it, and he didn't. And then they're like, "Well, it's too good. We got to keep <laughs> the dong." Yeah, no, the noise is way too goofy. Like yeah. it's, it's almost jarring compared to all of the panic, like in the rest yeah. of the scene. And then they just make the dook and just falls into the water. Oh it's like, this, it's a it little is, too funny. It is. It is nice that they kind of try to draw you back. Cause they have the, that, I don't know the guy that's like on the top of the boat with them. Who's like a, 
he he like helps he helps Rose up earlier in yeah. like the thing. So like they're trying to like ingratiate you him like, oh, you know this person now. Yeah. Like he, he he's a good man. And then uh he's like he like he's about to flask, jump. Yeah. yeah, he's about to jump and he sees that dude hit the thing. He's like, ah, I think I'm good. I don't yeah. He's like, I guess then he looks over at them and I guess he's just thinking like it seems like this guy knows what to do for some yeah, reason. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do what he does. Yep. I mean, yeah, we great. don't even see what happens to him. I don't nope. think, unless he's no. one of the people in. Well, he, I'm sure it's one he of the dies. people in the log. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure he dies. But well, he's wearing a life vest, so he probably floats. Yeah. yeah, they say they said they saved six, which I'm sure is like the actual number. Yes, it's kind of sure interesting it that they don't show. I mean, I, I get why they don't show the other five people because it would just be such like a cut down from like right. it's like Rose got saved, and also these five like ah, oh, let's just uh, hand him a bone and let's say like that little girl from the third class, like <laughs> yeah. say, you know, like. <laughs> like just throw uh, just throw five other people in that boat just to be like, hey, Tommy got a you know, yeah. know we got shot, but just like yeah. somebody of his level just to be like, yeah. it, it's funny and there's so between the production of the movie and what actually happens in this movie itself, there's so much we could do that at the risk of making this episode as long as the movie, <laughs> we're not going to get to everything. And I'm sorry if you're listening, like, oh, I really hope they talk about this. Chances are we're not going to talk about everything that we could with this movie. Two podcast set. <laughs> yeah, we two podcast set. You got to put it on your shelf. Yep. Um, and it'll collect dust. You'll love it. I do want to talk about one aspect of it that I realize anytime I watch this movie, even though it's been a while, and I think the same thing for you, yep. conversation around this movie always seems to come down to there was room on that door. Like, okay, yeah. and then you're reminded, okay, actually it does flip when he tries to get on. Yep. Why didn't he find another piece of... Uh, debris. Why didn't he do X, Y, Z? Oh man. If Rose just gets on that lifeboat, he actually probably has a better chance if they're not like trying to save each other. Why does no there. one else see that door? You know what I mean? Like yeah, they, they no do slim a door? bit, but it's like, yeah, you know, yeah. you're all desperate. You figure somebody else. And, and I feel like so much of conversation around the movie becomes that because every time I watch this movie, I'm like, maybe it'll turn out different this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe he'll make it this time because, yeah. oh man, it's just so effective. The, there's but, the Mythbusters episode where they said if they put their life vests under it, it would have got it buoyant enough that they both could have at least been out of the water. Whether that would oh, have wow. saved them or not is yeah. unclear. Because yeah. it would have dipped a little lower. Um, yeah, or if, but, like, what was the amount of time that the boats would have yeah. had to come back by? But, like, know. who would have thought of that either? You know, like, exactly. I, I certainly wouldn't have. No, I mean, and none of them prepared for this. No. There wasn't a muster yeah, at the beginning. Yeah. At that point, the like, they've been swimming, they've been running, they've been jumping, they got shot at. She had mm-hmm. to find an axe and not cut his hands yeah. off. Yeah. Like, he's, he's old, he still has. There is, uh, he's still got the things on his arms. The, like, they're, they're so dying of hypothermia. Much. Like, they're yeah. in yeah. shock. Like, they're not going to think of all it's, these, like, hysterical it's hypothermia crazy is a real thing. <laughs> like, yep. people yeah. throw their clothes off and run yeah. into the woods, yeah, you know, absolutely. or run into the, the, the It's stories. crazy that Leo was able to think as clearly as he <laughs> did for most of that. Especially because at a few points, she was just like, what do we do? And he was like, I've never been in this situation either. So (laughs) it really is insane that almost two hours of this movie is just like action movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And it's just so considering the hour and a half that comes before. Yeah. After the near my God to the montage, which basically ends with Victor Garber's character, like looking at the clock symbolizing like, you know, time is just ticking away. They do not have time. I think I literally out loud said to Brie, like this isn't even entertaining. This is just pure sadness. Just, just weaponized heartache. 15 year old girls, just 20 bucks after 20 bucks, just pouring into the theaters (laughs) to see this movie. And that's, a pretty lengthy sequence that I think after Rose and Jack get through the smoking room that uh, Garber's character is in. Mm, yeah. 
I'm pretty sure it's just a montage of other side characters or people you haven't even met before for yeah. like a few minutes. At yeah. least. Um, but yeah, I, one thing I, I am curious. So what would you think is the, and I'm sure there's actual scientific answer to this and maybe they covered it on Mythbusters. What is the ideal way to get off of that boat once it starts sinking? And if you, obviously if you're not, you don't have a life. If you're not in a lifeboat. Um, Let's say you do have your thing on, even though Jack doesn't. I think my literal thir- first thought, I'm very so like it would have been. I mean, it depends whether I would have been alone or with Bree. If I'm with Bree, it's you know a tougher situation because we're obviously you're moving yeah. a little you know less fast because there's two of you. You know, you can't lose each other. You get bustled away. You got to get back together. So you yeah. lose some just crisp time there. But I think both my which plans. Is why I don't know Rose about just yours. Gets on that boat, it's a yeah. lot easier for Jack. I think <laughs> like she, like. You know, if I'm by myself, whether she's on a lifeboat or she's not with me, I think my first thought is to literally grab some furniture and just wait. Like, and we have we have that we have the the knowledge of like that mm-hmm. kind of work. Mm-hmm. You know, like, but like the thought and is a thing that yeah, like they were there were they people were throwing, throwing yeah. Yeah. deck chairs. And like stuff the minute over. supposedly Andrews Garber's character yeah. was actually the last time anyone actually saw him, he was throwing deck chairs overboard i i i just know me i wouldn't have tried to force my way onto a lifeboat i wouldn't yeah, have been one of the people like same. trying to jump onto it like that's just not my scene i probably wouldn't have even been trying to force my way on in the first place i would have just immediately went to like all right what can i get my hands on that will float and keep me alive i probably would have underestimated how cold the water was and how mm-hmm. fast i would have gotten hypothermia until i actually touched the water um, but yeah, yeah. No. we were talking but, but about what, but what can you suck. do? Yeah, like, yeah, no, what can you do? Just watching because like people started jumping off like once mm-hmm. it started tilting, and I was saying to Ben, they should have like as soon as they noticed it was starting to tilt. Like you want to get lower, you want to jump before it starts sucking itself in and mm-hmm. swim. But again, you don't know that, right? And like what they ended up doing, and was you're probably, probably the best at bet best at that like. Point. Even though it's already sinking, you're still really high. Yeah. yeah. So. And it's, I mean, not even taking into account the cold factor. Yeah. Because mm. I've I've fallen through ice before and kind of oh, had really? to like climb back out myself. Um, and it's like the cold is unimaginable. Mm. And I didn't even go all the way in. Like my head didn't go under, which I think is probably when you really start to panic. Like mm. mine was just like my like bottom half went in and I caught myself and was able to get back out. Oh, but it was like freezing and it's we were I was out at the reservoir so it was a ways to walk back and it's like the cold is not like yeah it really does suck you can't do anything I haven't had I haven't fallen through ice but I was telling Brie I've been in cold water before and they're not lying when they have that line where it's like it takes your breath away like Mm -hmm. you can't breathe if Mm -hmm. your lungs just get so heavy Mm -hmm. it's like I can't even imagine like when they're when they're treading water and they're like oh let's swim to the door I just be like all these people must have just died I forget what the actual hypothermia rate was because I think they calculated it like people die within 15 minutes just exposed Mm -hmm. in that water even if Um, they don't die immediately they're probably immediately just like done yeah like and then moving you know and then you're in like even for rose like she's in water and it's not warm out so it's like you're going out of like probably 34 35 degree water to s- sit up in like 20 degree weather like 20 degree air when you're soaking wet like yes yeah. and this really happened like yeah. it's just it's, terrifying yeah. It is yeah. absolutely terrifying. It is. It's a really scary movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was saying um, when the sh- uh, ship was sinking, it's like, what if this had happened like in the middle of the day, like with the sun out, like how different would have it, it had turned out? Yeah, you could have seen people a lot better. Yeah, you could have seen, seen the iceberg. Yeah, maybe know, like, maybe well, more people would have been able to see yeah. to the lifeboats because I think mm. partially why they didn't swim out was they didn't know where the lifeboats right. were. 
Yeah, if they don't if they don't have lights on, it's yeah, you can't see the light bulbs. It's not like there's any light reflecting off of them, especially yeah. once the lights on the ship go out. There's mm-hmm. no light. Because I was thinking that too. I'm like, if you can spot a lifeboat, you can at least try and get to it. Because mm-hmm. like, I know that horrible, horrible man was like, they'll capsize us. Like we can't yeah. go back. Yeah. Which I guess is a fear. But if, the other if one like just like, one person makes it out to you, you're not gonna like turn them away, yeah. right? So. Might have depended on the person that yeah. was. Yeah, there. I guess. I guess there were stories that there was a lifeboat that was rowing away. That was one of the last ones, and they the the crew on the lifeboat had agreed before they left, and like kind of told the people like, well, no matter what you hear we are out of here. Like we don't have enough room for other, like we're full. Like it was probably one of the last ones. So it was more at capacity. Like we're full. We're out. And obviously they get in the water. A lot of people are trying to, you know, get their attention to come back and save them. And, uh, well, I forget the crew member's name, but he said the like, the most haunting thing he heard was one of them just said like something along the lines of like, all right, lads, good luck or something like that. And just, you know, just, or, you know, like just stop talking mm. because he had just completely assumed like, all right, they're out of here, but at least, they'll have a good life or something, Mm. which I can't, again, there's another one. Like I'm neck deep in like 35 degree water. Uh, I think there'd be a lot more four letter words coming out of my mouth. I mean, unless you get in there and you're like, Oh, well there's, I I accept immediately what's happening to me. (laughs) Let me get off one last haunting bomb on this person. (laughs) Gonna haunt this person for their whole life. It's like, uh, I have, it's just like thinking, like, ah, I got one bit left in me, and it's going to be a cracker. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, that's no way this guy forgets this bit. Ooh, <laughs> again, maybe, maybe it's a little heavy-handed, maybe for on Jim Cameron's part. Whatever, I, I still dig it that she, Gloria Stewart, at the end as she's doing the narration, as over that mm-hmm. scene, once it's kind of calmed down and stuff, yeah. and uh, she says, everyone on the boat was just waiting. Waiting to live, waiting to die, waiting for absolution that wouldn't come, basically. Yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe a little on the nose, but screw it. It's maybe a perfect movie, whatever. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was thinking, I don't wanna I know we're tight on time. I just kinda wanted to have a quick discussion. Is this no, the good. is this the best epic movie? Like in the epic genre, like mm-hmm. you're thinking like the Lawrence of Arabia's mm-hmm. Ben Hur's, you know, like like, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, so according Avatar, if you want to count that, depending on your historical need. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I hadn't really put it together, but the three movies that have the eleven Oscar wins, Ben Hur, yeah. this, uh, Return of the King. Yep. So epic, epic, epic movies. So there sure. you go. Um, I guess those are the ones that you can see the most. Like, oh, this is the best picture, and it also has all these technical categories. Mm. When Mad Max wins a bunch of Oscars, it's a, like below the line technical category stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's hard to get the technical stuff. Like a lot of people think Dune is going to, and then not win any above the line stuff. Yep. Um, it's hard to do both, and I guess you have to be like an epic movie to to handle it. I don't. I don't really know. It's um. It's, yeah. It's just so. It might well be. Done. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's like there's humor. Is yep. it becomes. I think once it gets in disaster, into disaster movie territory, there's some stuff that's like, I forgot legitimately how terrifying a lot of what it's what's happening yeah. is. And uh, Kate Winslet is like, she's in there. She's in those flooded corridors. Yep. Like grabbing onto Pipe. the pipes. To, For like, no reason, because she can walk, but... <laughs> I assumed it was like she didn't want to go full current, under. Yeah, yeah. Dress, but then she like, runs out of pipes, so it's just like all right, yeah. I'm just yeah. But I know you were saying there's a part where she like jumps in and like gasps, and that yeah. that was like actually yeah. practical because they did some of it like in the Pacific. Yeah, because that where where the big tank is, they flooded it with actual ocean water mm-hmm. in Baja California, and um, 
it is, even though it wasn't literally like the freezing North Atlantic, it's still, it's not a pool. It's, it's yeah. the ocean. It's yeah. the ocean and it's fucking cold. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it is substantially colder than your body temperature. So yeah. Um, I wonder it if doesn't Leo's seem like line, a fun experience. Yeah. No. <laughs> I wonder if Leo's lines were um, ad-libbed because he jumps in the water and like when he finally gets it's very free yeah, and he literally oh, just kind of goes, Jesus, shit, it's cold. Like, <laughs> yeah. Shit, yeah, shit, and, like, shit. And, like luckily he's got an American accent so like it doesn't matter. Like he's just doing his voice yeah. which is like weirdly unchanged in like, like <laughs> yeah. th- 20, 30 That's years. True. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of it is, uh, I'm the king of the world was ad libbed for instance. I know we're not talking about that part anymore, yeah. but <laughs> I mean, maybe we probably should before the end of the podcast. Yeah. But for as far as Leo's ad libs go, that was that, I guess the spitting scene was mostly ad lib between Kate and Leo. Oh, really? Oh, the spit on his chin and yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they were basically just go do something fun. Yep. The, um, I hadn't known this, but Ben told me earlier the Billy Zane scene where he like knocks the table over and then like all the stuff Kate has to say afterwards, completely not scripted, like completely oh, ad libbed. Really? He just kind of went with it. Yeah. The scene where Billy Zane and uh Winsler are having coffee also, same deal. I guess guess Zane just had a lot of good ideas and Cameron's <laughs> like, We gotta let this guy loose. <laughs> just let him cook. This guy's he knows actually how to a be sociopath. an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like you I imagine they have like just a keeps frame proving of where they need how to much get of an to. asshole he is too, where he like <laughs> takes that kid and he's like, okay, I'm going to scam my way onto the lifeboat. And then he abandons the kid kid. (laughs) and then he's kicking people off the boat. I hated him to the point where like, I would probably hate him for doing that role. Like there's some, some roles that you see people do. It's like, I hate him so much for doing this character so well. I want to hate him in real life. You can't separate it. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. It's tough. And his career doesn't really super take off. He has, The Phantom or the other one that I confuse with the Phantom? The Shadow? Billy Zane does Titanic and then he's in Zoolander as himself. <laughs> like, yeah. your, friend Billy Zane. The fan, he is the Phantom. Phantom. Kit Walker slash the Phantom. Phantom. Yes, so... He's really just known for this and nothing else. Kind of, yeah. He's almost I like a joke. He's almost like a... I yeah. don't mean that. I don't mean that in an insulting way almost, but like I feel like he's like a name that you bring up like in the same way that you bring up like like Billy, is it Billy Zabka? Yeah. Like, you know, like, it's, yeah. it's like, just like, oh, it's like a cartoon bully villain that we mm. can just name mm-hmm. drop. He's yeah. been nothing else, so it evokes one. It's one of those things, like, this did so well, he probably doesn't really need to do much more if he, like, it was smart like with his money. he's just <laughs> kind of like, he seems like a guy who's just sort of around, and yeah. it seems like a lot of people know him. Mm. Yeah. And See how much he hits up the convention scene. Right. You know, yeah, I'm yeah, sure. I'm sure he has, he seems like he has a good time. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> good don't, for him. I don't know. But yeah. He's uh, he's really good in this, though. Yeah. Um, everyone is. Billy Zane's acting kind of gets impugned a lot in this movie, but I don't get it. I think he's, I don't know if it's just because he's just like so like mustache twirlingly evil. Yeah. But it's not like he's anyone kinda, else like, is kind of like got like a robber really... baron sort of like yeah. It's almost cartoonish, yeah. yeah. But the movie's like almost Snidely campy whiplash. at times. Yeah. That's, that's the vibe of the whole movie. It's not yeah. just him. Like bringing it, it works. Yeah. yeah. Like bringing it, bringing it back to the Batman for just a second to, for comparison. Like I remember walking out of that theater saying, did Paul Dano overact? Riddler, or was he, did he just overact? You know, or was he like correctly going crazy? You know, like that's the same thing. I kind of feel with a Billy Zane is it's like, <laughs> is he overacting? Is he being too much? Or is like, does the role demand that level yeah, of just like I, I mustache? When right? Billy Zane just like bugged his eyes out and started singing Ave Maria, I just <laughs> thought he was going a little too far. Well, he 
he wasn't a serial killer. No, but I, I, I more just mean the sense of like he tried to be. Yeah, he, he could have been. He was he just shooting. <laughs> yeah, he was kicking people off that boat too. He yeah. might be. He was a mass I mean, murderer. He contributed to the deaths of at least twenty people in oh, this yeah, movie. Is there anything else that we want to hit on movie wise? Uh, I did want to bring back the whole disaster film thing because I think this movie like spawned disaster films, like um, how we know them. Um, Right. Isn't it like, inspired a lot of disaster films after this? I don't think there's a disaster film after this that doesn't take from this movie, but right. Because I think I thought I read that it inspired like much more, but definitely like a resurgence, right? Yeah. Maybe a resurgence is better. Yeah, I think um, it, it a, resur- a resurgence, yeah, because they're mostly like space disaster movies around this time. Yeah, yeah. Because I was uh, gonna say Independence um, Day right before. When was it? Apollo um, thirteen? Oh, that's a good point. I think, I think it was right two thousand. No, I think oh, oh, I thought it was 90s. in the early 2000s. But I was going to say for this specific disaster film, this happened after. and this could happen again if you're like if uh, people aren't careful yeah. on cruise ships compared to a lot of disaster films that are like the world is ending because the moon's going to land on us or like <laughs> there's aliens. Moon's coming. <laughs> there's four different it's polar vortex that are going to hit uh, right at New York City. Understand. And you're like, what? oh, we did watch Moonfall too. We didn't uh, it's, we a geostorm. But it's a geostorm. Uh, exactly. It's like all these weird like sci-fi-ish like yeah. disaster movies. Like I haven't really seen yeah. a lot of disaster movies that are like either things that actually happen yeah. or things that could actually happen that aren't super far-fetched so this just made it even more terrifying i I think that's what really ramps up the terror is like oh shit like one this really happened but Mm -hmm. two it's not like one or two safety precautions so it's like one or two safety precautions away from like it could happen right like uh, like the one um that one cruise liner with like the um the um italian captain or like he was just drunk and negligent and flipped the boat over like that happened i think my senior year of high school like 2013 or so so it's like that and that's another tragedy. They saw like, a solid number be- of people dying. Yeah, like not, people not starved, a non-zero like, amount of people. People, mm-hmm. people still die on cruise ships. It's, yeah, it's human. Yeah, when it's human error, then right. It's just like, yeah. well, that's just human error. That still can happen. Exactly. That certainly Espec- can happen, especially cruise ships now, because you know, a lot to diss people but like it's a lot of older people too generally it's like Mm -hmm. retirees it's you know they're more they they tend they play to a more richer crowd and usually that's an older crowd Mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah the no just i was gonna say and it just kind of i feel like one of the themes that i probably didn't pick up on as much as a kid although he is very much laying it out there it's just kind of like the hubris of the Mm -hmm. um Jumanji mustache guy yeah. <laughs> and um, Victor Garber trying to kind of downplay it and kind of like giving those like asides of him being like, it's unsinkable. And like mm-hmm. him being like, we don't have enough lifeboats for everyone because yeah. they told me it looked cluttered when we had Yeah, I was going to mention that. Andrews was ruled out because they were like, no, we want the boat to look nice. So we're yeah. not going to put all these lifeboats. It's going to oh, make yeah. it look not look as, as aesthetically pleasing. And it's like, well. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I guess without the Titanic happening in our actual world, we probably don't have as many safety regulations. And it's the same thing like with the, like, um, like the garment district fire, like Mm. that's kind of what made, like you need to have fire escapes and like, you can't lock the doors from the outside on people who are working. Mm -hmm. It's sad that we need events like this. It's because it's all reactionary. Like, I feel like we're not good as a society of making preventative things. It's all reactionary. And it was one of those things too. I was telling Ben, this does not feel that far in the past. I under, I know it's a hundred and what is it? 110 years, 110 now. And oh it, yeah, it'd be 110 years this year. In, uh, and, next month. Yep. But <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, that's not that long ago. No. Like our 
like grandmother was born in 1929. Mm-hmm. So like that's mm-hmm. only uh, a few generations. Yeah. Like Gloria Stewart was alive when this happened. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So uh, Titanic is the first movie to ever gross a billion dollars or more and has gone on to make substantially more than that. At the Oscars, it's nominated for 14 Academy Awards, and as we've mentioned a couple times, wins 11. Normally, we'll say, well, should it have won? What else was nominated? I, I, I think Titanic's pretty undeniable, but there are a decent amount of good movies this year. Good Will Hunting always comes to mind for me because I just love that movie. Yes. Was it, is it a better movie than Titanic? Probably not. Do I enjoy Goodwill Hunting more? more? Like, yeah. like it's if it's you're if you're giving it awards, then Titanic deserves it. But like, I feel like I could rewatch Goodwill Hunting way more than Titanic. I can't handle Titanic more than once in a decade. Or it's something. yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a full body experience. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the best picture nominees that year, still with just the five, Titanic obviously wins, or we wouldn't be doing it. Uh, as good as it gets, James L. Brooks movie, The Full Monty, Goodwill Hunting, as you said, and L.A. Confidential. Which when LA Confidential wins adapted screenplay and one of the co-writers is from New Bedford. So that's fun. Yeah. Um fun for us and no one else. <laughs> so yeah. Uh other so I, I mean I'm pretty much yeah, Goodwill Hunting and Titanic are the two movies from this year that still get yeah. Mm-hmm. Are still, you know, made a impression. Full Monty's on TV a lot. Say, People like LA Confidential. Full Monty getting nominated because it's just kind of like a yeah. fun movie. It's no, I mean, there's not fun parts it's, of it, but like, no, it's a, it's a, uh, it's, it's quite an interesting movie to get nominated for an Oscar. Against these, yeah. Yeah, it never had, it was like yeah. one of those very like, oh, good for them. Yeah. Never has a show. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, so this year at um, Best Leading Actor, famously Leo isn't in, he gets snubbed, um, he had a, he got nominated for Gilbert Grape, right? Yes, as like a little support, a little baby child. Yeah, but um, so tiny. <laughs> um, the the first in uh, ongoing series of snubs of the Academy, uh, snubs by the Academy of Leo. Mm-hmm. He maybe hates the Academy. It's unclear. He refuses to campaign, as we talked about in the last episode, in either supporting or lead actor for The Departed. Even though he's definitely the lead actor, they don't want to put him in there, and they don't want to put him. He doesn't want to do in supporting supposedly so he doesn't take uh, any shine off of his co-stars but maybe because he doesn't want his first oscar win to be in supporting mm-hmm. um they nominate mark Wahlberg for the departed and not leo which is, <laughs> well, he, and he gets blood diamond the right that's year. that's blood diamond year so yeah. so the studio wants to push him in blood diamond right. instead because that's because exactly. that's a leading role um Jack Nicholson in As Good As It Gets wins leading actor. Helen Hunt in As Good As It Gets wins leading actress. And just the leading actor category this year is uh, Nicholson, Matt Damon, Robert Duvall, Peter Fonda, and Dustin Hoffman. So, Tour de Force and Matt Damon. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I mean, it's not a ton of movies that we're always still talking about, but it's still pretty. Goodwill Hunting pretty only win for the script? Uh, supporting actor, Robin Williams. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, sorry, exactly. sorry. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, um, I don't know. As good as it gets, it's a good movie, sure. But um, man, if you don't give it to Kate Winslet for this, <laughs> she's all battered and bruised. She chips an el- a bone in her elbow, and still delivers like an iconic performance. I don't know. I, I'd probably give it to Kate Winslet I if we go do. back and Oh yeah, yeah. Gloria Stewart gets nominated in supporting actress. She's not in the movie that much, but she's really freaking good. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, James Horner wins for score. One of the fun things that, again, in Wikipedia, they don't always have all the context, so I'm choosing to read it this way. This is my <laughs> headcanon. Uh, Cameron wanted Enya to do the music for the movie because he was listening to a lot of Enya at the time, and he thought her kind of like... Whale soundy. Yeah. 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 Like ocean. yeah. Sounds like the ocean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but Enya can't do it or doesn't want to do it or like it doesn't or they won't let him hire Enya. Maybe her acting price is too much because she's like a legitimate, you know, celebrity at this yeah. point and a very successful musician. So he hires uh, James Horner instead. The way it's phrased is independently, James Horner was also like, his music should sound like Enya. So, <laughs> and I like to think they didn't discuss that at all. They just both came to the conclusion. What sounds like ocean time. That the move that a movie about the 1912 sinking of the Titanic <laughs> sounds like an Enya thing. Sail away, sail away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, that's that's my headcanon for it. But obviously they do that. They He writes, my heart will go on in the style of Enya, if we're being honest, um, besides the really bombastic stuff. Yeah. Weaves it kind of as their love theme throughout yes. the movie. Yeah, he takes builds the, the, on. yeah, the theme comes first, then they make that song because Cameron didn't want a song in the movie at all, even over the end credits. Hmm. So secretly, apparently, they make that, the, he writes the song, gets together with Celine Dion, they record it, they show it to Fox executives, and they're like, oh, this has to be in the movie. <laughs> Great song. And Cameron's like, all right, fine, it's a good song. You, you, did, you did good. That's a belter for sure. Uh, obviously, that wins best original song. Titanic gets just just assume it gets all the technical categories. Wait, can we just have a moment for Go the Distance <laughs> getting absolutely assassinated in oh, best original song? Like favorite Body. Disney song yeah, or like any or songs. any of the Hercules song? Oh. Like all. But like, the how many high schools probably had My Heart Will Go On? No, I know. I'm not saying it does. Yeah, it definitely deserves to. But be I do there. love <laughs> I Can Go the Distance. And that you know uh, won't say I'm in love. Zero mm. to Hero just uh. all cut down in their prime because they walked into maybe. The like, worst year. To I mean, if you had the top movie. ten movie song, like best original songs for movies, it's definitely top five, and it might be number one. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. it's tough. We could do an hour just on that song. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we really could. Yeah, that's that's the danger with this movie. Yeah, um, best original song this year is actually worth mentioning, also because this is famously the year that Elliot Smith performs at the Oscars and it's just him and an acoustic guitar and <laughs> you know a seminal moment for indie music um, and sad boys everywhere. Um, so my heart will go on, obviously wins go the distance from Hercules. As you mentioned, journey of the past from Anastasia. How do I live? Which I always forget is technically from con air. <laughs> um, that's the, it's a, it's a hit for Leanne rhymes, but I think the movie version is Trisha Yearwood, whatever. Um, miss misery. Like I said, from Elliot Smith for goodwill hunting. Good stuff. Good stuff. And yeah, just assume Titanic won all of the, um, yeah. Everything besides best makeup. The best makeup, which went to Men in Black, which I guess. I mean, yeah. Is that guy in a skin suit? I was gonna say, is D'Onofrio even doing makeup in that, or can he just make his face do that? I feel like it's not makeup. I think D'Onofrio just can make his face do that. But whatever. We're getting off. I was gonna ask, what is y'all's favorite Leo movie? Like where he's the leading actor. Oh God, <laughs> I mean, at the end of this movie, as I mentioned before, I was saying like, yeah, it's cheesy. The characters are yeah. broad. It does a lot of, it, it makes, you know, it's just making the right choice. It's not necessarily like swerving you. Right. And it might be my favorite movie. That's a lot. Like the movie ends. I'm like, oh, 
this is maybe a perfect movie. <laughs> so I guess I'd have to say this. Really? Um, with him as a lead, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Aviators group you fun. We like Scorsese. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not a lead in Django, even though I think that perf- I forgot he wasn't a lead in that movie. I think mm-hmm. that performance is great. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie we can quibble with either way, but I think Leo in that movie is doing a great job right. and again does not get nominated. <laughs> Um, uh, I'd probably go. It's tough. Like my holy trinity in my head is just catch me if you can. The Departed and actually Inception. I have a I have a very soft. Whoop, I have a very soft spot for Inception. Yeah, I, I would also add Once Upon a Time in Hollywood to that list because he's. Yeah, I've watched it. We started watching it. Oh, she nice. fell asleep. It's a long movie. <laughs> so it's not this long, but it is long. It is. Um, that movie's wonderful, and I think that's that's my favorite. That easily my favorite Leo performance of the last mm-hmm. couple of years. Um, he's, I think catch me if you can gets him at right, just the right age where he's just like almost completely mature, but he still has that boyish en- mm-hmm. energy yeah. and Spielberg just like weaponizes that to perfection <laughs> in that With movie. With Tom Hanks, it's perfect. It's yeah. just such a great. And you, you totally get like, oh yeah, yeah. you know, it's. They can't stop staring at the pinstripes, right? Yep. Like, yeah, well, he looks like that. So, yeah, he's a pilot. He's a doctor, whatever. Yep. Uh, and they just, it's just, it's just uh, hanging curveballs for Tom Hanks all day. Like, it's yes. just such a good movie. Yeah, I saw Tom trailers Hanks for like that. A, as an antagonist, if not a villain. Yeah, with a bad Boston accent? I don't know. It keeps kind <laughs> of coming. Or is it New York? I can't even tell. Yeah. It keeps yeah. fading in and out. But yeah. then, and then, yeah, Inception, so I never, I never even think yeah, about Inception, Inception as like a Leo yeah, movie. Yeah, it's so, not a Leo movie. It's a Christopher Nolan movie. I like him and Gatsby. I don't love mm. Gatsby. <laughs> oh, I, feel about no, Blood yeah. Diamond. I love him in Blood Diamond. Yeah, yeah. I'm never going to watch really Blood like Diamond Gangs again. I New York with him. Oh, he God, is good yeah. in that. Again, it's a, for again, me, like, it's more of a Daniel Day-Lewis oh, movie, sure. but yeah. he crushes the protagonist role of that movie. Yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, in protagonist too. movies, but yeah. um, oh. I, this, is, um, this might be my favorite movie of him, though. Mm. It's so tough because it's just like you don't think about it too much because it doesn't feel like he's in a lot of movies, but we've just named eight and um, we're all like, wow, that was great. Yeah. That was wonderful. And none of us mentioned The Revenant, which he actually wins. Best oh, yeah. For. Oh, I saw that in theaters and that was wild. Yeah. Um, no, my One of my favorite movies of all time, it's like top five for me, is a Leo movie and it's Wolf of Wall Street. I will watch oh, God, that I forgot a million <laughs> times. I was... I'm changing my answer. I think it's... Actively, I legitimately think it's Wolf of Wall Street. I was actively furious that he didn't win an Oscar for that movie. <laughs> His act, he overacted in the best way. Mm-hmm. He's dancing. Just, yeah, he's on the, Quaaludes. With the Quaalude <laughs> scene where he's like driving and like trying to like get back to his car because like yeah, they, he's, one of the hardest things I've ever laughed at in a movie, and it's yeah. like two and a half hours into a pretty serious. Well, not yeah. pretty serious, but like that's a, a funny, drama. Like, it's a pretty it's funny. So, yeah, it's super funny. Like I, Jonah Hill's also great in that movie. Yeah, and I legitimately might be Wolf of Wall Street because that's. A later stage Leo yeah. weaponizing everything that he can do. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, he's yeah. like he pulls four. out all the stops for that one. I think I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is in a similar category. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm I'm curious what he does next because he's maybe my favorite actor. Anytime I watch him in the thing, I'm like, yeah, he's maybe my favorite actor. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever stopped and thought about like who my favorite dramatic actor is. At least, but I usually yeah. don't like. I don't usually don't think of actors that I like. I just think of movies that I like. Yeah, so Leo's in a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, Leo, there's uh, definitely people where it's like with Leo. It's like, well, if Leo's in a thing, I'll check it out. Yeah, 
you know? Yeah. yeah. I, feel I do that get that vibe. Some people. And then poor Kate Winslet. When Kate Winslet's in a movie, no one watches it, but it gets nominated for an Academy Award. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, yeah. Within, what, like five years, she's like starring... And her romantic opposite is Jack Black. Like, what happened? Yeah. What? Well, then, then there's the, the holiday. There's the very. <laughs> oh, I don't think I saw that. Yeah. He's charming in that movie. It's, <laughs> I love it's Jack okay. Black. It's going the... scuba de boop. <laughs> <laughs> there's the very famous romantic comedy. <laughs> <laughs> the very famous 2009 Oscars song with Hugh Jackman that Dan Harmon uh, and Rob Schraub write. Uh, where he gets to the reader because he's doing a he's doing a song for everything that got nominated, and the reader a very a movie that I think Kate Winslet wins best actress for. He right. he just has dancers in the background. He's just kind of doing a robot dance. He's just like the reader. I haven't seen the reader, <laughs> and it's all a story about how he couldn't see it because he was like watching Iron Man a seventh time or something like that. Yeah, I think it's, the only Kate Winslet movie I can think of is Titanic. Uh, Eternal Unless Sunshine. Eternal Sunshine is probably the I other one. I don't think one. I've seen Eternal uh, Sunshine. Hey. My, my buddy Dylan one. would be screaming not mentioning Eternal Sunshine. <laughs> yeah. Movie. Coming up, she's in Avatar 2. <laughs> <laughs> which, well, as we all know, it's just listed as Avatar 2 now, but I very much hope it returns to its previous subtitle, which one of the sequels was called, like, The Seed Carrier. It's <laughs> just like, sure, yeah. We're gonna watch five of these. I want to know what's up with that seed carrier. They can't really do five. I haven't. I, so he said he wanted to make it a trilogy. Uh, yeah. Well, you what know what? They should. They shouldn't a make quintilogy. Five... Yeah. I think that's just a series at that point, right? A series <laughs> yeah, of movies. Gotta be. They should. They also shouldn't make five Fantastic Beasts movies, but they're going oh, to. They need <laughs> it's, to. What if take a real hard look at what they're oh, doing? Steve oh, Steve Jobs. Yeah. She's really good in Steve Jobs. Oh, yeah. will, will Doing like a weird accent. Will Avatar stop making money? Like, because I didn't even. I wasn't interested. Like, this might be a spoiler for a future episode. I have not seen Avatar. Do they get? Does I he get money from all the theme park stuff? He might. I mean, he has I, I think to. he gets like a royalty. He has to. So yeah. he's going to be making bank off that forever. Yeah, yeah probably. But ugh, I just don't have any desire. Like, no. No, my that is probably my dad's favorite movie. Yeah. Like, he, my dad loved that. I think he saw it in theaters twice, and he doesn't even like going to the movie. So the fact that he went to see the same movie like twice, and then he owned it on DVD, and he'll my dad's a big movie buff. So like, he'll watch movies, documentaries. Like he like he recently got got into TV shows. So he loves to consume media. Avatar is his favorite. Like it is nuts well, how see, much that man loves. He that is movie. the only person that would have told me that it's worth watching. That. <laughs> it's um, it, Avatar two started filming in 2017. Oh, wow. It's due out this December. We'll see. We will see. I don't know. Like I'm gonna say, you know, it looks stupid. They're in a lot of pools with a lot of ping pong balls. <laughs> Whatever. It's gonna come out and be the biggest movie of all time. Why? I just I'm totally. I know. On I know you're right. Spike. You're you're not wrong. Remember, I'm, I'm not gonna fight. I'm totally on James Cameron's side now. It's like God. the Batman. I think he's a beautiful, horrible genius. <laughs> yeah, he said that like because there was that whole joke going around that's like Avatar is like the best like the best movie the best bro- grossing movie that no one remembers because yeah. like I've heard even like from friends they're like I don't remember like what that movie's about or anything Sivako yeah. <laughs> I don't Within remember I don't remember that 13 years I have not <laughs> seen that movie I bring it up all the time because whenever yeah, people's no, like what's like, the biggest movie you haven't seen like you know like just easy conversation topic I always say Avatar every single person just says you're good 
Like, or, or have you seen Fern Gully? You're good. Yeah, no like, one remembers anything about it. It's not talked about, really. And so he took that to heart. He's like, just because y'all said this, I'm going to make two five, more of these. Five movies. Or five. Maybe he said maybe he said four more. Seven I don't remember. Movies. Every time someone complains, I make so, another avatar. But now, so he's making more out of spite. It wasn't even in his plans. But he's like, you know what? I'm going to make more. <laughs> I'm going to watch crazy. it. He's, I'm going to make mean, a money. All exactly. The money. And I'm going to make a fuck ton of money. He's got to yeah. be near a billionaire. It's, it's crazy how long he's been around and how much his movies have made a cultural impact and then also money. But he's his production has slowed down so much. Yeah. He's made one movie since Titanic. Avatar. Avatar. Which is crazy because you think of a, you know, Aliens and Abyss. Terminator 2 mm-hmm. and Terminator 1. <laughs> and you know. And the abyss and stuff. And you're like, oh, wow, yeah, 80s, 90s, he was cooking. And that's true. And then he makes Titanic in 97. He's made Avatar since then. And that's it. He's got a lot of documentaries, some shorts he's made, some TV stuff. But as far as like narrative, theatrically released films, that's it. So it's crazy that if you look at his whole thing and you're like, wow, he hasn't made that many movies. And he already has up to Avatar 5 lined up. (laughs) And he's going to be maybe the most successful filmmaker of all time give or take like the Russo brothers mm. and a full, like third of his entire filmography is going to be avatar. Movies. <laughs> Cause yeah, he's, he's booked through 2028. He's also not young. Like he's 67. No. no. So avatar two and three are both listed in post-production four and five are listed as filming. Mm. Mm. So he's doing them together. Okay. And yeah, after this big gap of 2009 to 2022 between the avatar movies, <laughs> Uh, we're getting Avatar every two years for the rest of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> until you, until the people shut up. James Cameron, we're getting Avatar movie every two years. It's like Peter Pan just coming for Wendy and then Wendy's <laughs> daughter and then <laughs> daughter's daughter just with Avatar movies. God. It's never going to stop. It's never going to stop. How do I live without you? Yeah, this is me stuck in my head all day now. So I'm I'm about ready to close this out. I think... I think we all agree that it definitely deserved all the awards it got this year. Yeah. When maybe quibble with, I mean, it, come on, you got to give Kate Winslet best yeah, actress. It's like one of, yeah, yeah, it's like one of those things. Like maybe if I take one off, I'd probably put another one back on. Like you figure, take give it to Winslet, but maybe like one of the technical categories I would run into. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's 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 rightly there as the top awarded Oscar thing of all time. Not the absolute mark of quality but this whole month we're talking oscars so that's the frame that we're looking at it in mm. uh go watch this movie it's good as hell you should go watch this movie yeah it's so good it's just really good and um you know i think th- there's this there's a thing with this movie that there's a reflexive need to feel defensive but i'm gonna i'm gonna reject that premise and i won't defend it any more than the last two hours we've been talking so um <laughs> i say it's a really good movie i'm, I'm glad we had an occasion to rewatch it because I don't know when else I would have. Yeah, I'm it's not, not a, something I would have put on. I'm not a romance guy, but the just the pure. I mean, I know it's not just a romance movie, but it's like yeah. it's like everything that like Act Two to me was kind of like eh, whatever. It's like the the production value, the symbolism, oh the God. acting. It like looks just, so there's too much good stuff going on to just like dismiss it as like. 
like because that's what it, I mean. We were teenagers dismissing it, you know, like probably in the early two thousands, mm-hmm. just being like, "Oh, stop swooning over Leo." Like <laughs> yeah. Fight Club exists, you know, like yeah. we're shitty teens. Like I don't want to put that on you. You yeah, might swoon not have over said Brad that. Pitt instead. Yeah, exactly. He's shirtless in that. Oh, movie for sure. Lot. Yeah, this um, is definitely like coded as like, "Oh, that's for teen girls." Yeah, and exactly. Like, oh, there's two hours of, as we said before, the best action filmmaking <laughs> maybe ever. Yep. <laughs> yeah, at least at least watch it like once. But like, yeah. I feel like I can't consume this movie more than like a couple times in my lifetime. Like, it's yeah. a, the visceral yeah. kind of reaction that yeah, I the, had it's like if you yeah. want to give like, yourself the anxiety. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's like like Apollo thirteen, a similar thing. It's like mm-hmm. well, yeah. I'm not oh, gonna, it's not my movies. comfort, yeah, exactly. not my comfort food. <laughs> Uh, so are you happy that you saw this movie? I am happy that I finally seen it because it's one of those it's one of those movies that like being an epic, it's like all that they went through to make this movie, like people like getting hurt and like not drowning, obviously, because there was no like deaths or anything like making this, but like putting themselves in dangerous situations to film this um the tank and like reconstructing the boat and stuff like they went so hard and it paid off like mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's a great movie mm-hmm. and i did just remember we never talked about the flying scene and it's really good <laughs> i don't know what else you can really say about it yeah good first kiss scene for sure yeah yeah probably top five first oh, kiss yeah. scene. i, was, james, I did james write that in made... my notes it's probably like one of the best first kisses yeah. like in film james cameron made them buy a bunch of land because he was looking for the exact right angle to film at the exact oh right God. time mm-hmm. Um, and so that's natural light that is in that scene. And that is like a perfect sunset. Yeah. He's so crazy, good. but he's a genius. Yeah. It's true. Yes. Yes, yeah. he is. That, that's that's like as good a note as any to end on. Um, <laughs> good movie. Deserved uh, best, best picture winner. And next best picture winner we're talking about is actually going to be after the Oscars because uh, the Oscars are six days away from when this episode comes out. But we'll still have a normal best picture winner on Monday. And that'll be The Godfather. Oh, what a great movie. I have a lot of friends who haven't seen it. It's long. I can I can long, see that. It's, like, <laughs> it's on TV a lot, but it's like six hours on TV. That's so true. it's yeah, tough compared one. to a lot of movies, like people like they're like great movies. I feel like The Godfather is one I can kind of understand. Like if you're not big into like the mobster movies and yeah. stuff, but like, oh, what a good movie. Uh so that is our episode on Titanic. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on Instagram at late to the movies underscore pod. That's to the number, not spelled out. You can also email us, same deal, late to the movies at gmail.com. But you can go to T Public. There's a shirt with Greg's face on it now for sale. <laughs> I think it's our best one yet of the two we've made. And because um, the other one doesn't have Greg's face on it, it's, it's a lot funnier that this one does to me. I'm going to write a thought bubble that says I love Frozen 2 on it. (laughs) (laughs) You should. absolutely should. Okay, so that's that just about does it for us. Thanks for being on. It was uh, Kay, Sam, and Bree. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Bye. (laughs) I think at this point I'm going to play James Cameron going, I'm the king of the world. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Perfect.